professional wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for the fans. And we thank you for joining us. This is episode 87. I am your host, the grumpy old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, singer, and guitarist of Fallbright, talk wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Funko Pop Collector, Booker Andy. I'm also a host, the no selling wrestling indie fan and football lover, Jeremy. All right. Well, we got the introductions done. Today, we are going to be talking about Seth Rollins' first feud, MJF and Adam Cole, a new women's championship, and more. Uh, we talk about this every week. It would really help us uh, out if you guys go to YouTube, look up the PW fan, and hit the subscribe button. Uh, it really does make a difference for us, and it uh, goes a long way. Uh, for all other social media, you look up at the PW fan, where we kindly ask you to follow us. And something that we haven't talked about in a while, uh, if you are listening on a streaming service like Apple or Spotify, we would love for you guys to leave us a review. That would be great. Again, helps us out so much. T-shirts, we got them on ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW fan. Bunch of different designs. Bunch of different designs with some new stuff coming. Um, all right, well, that wraps up all the big intro stuff. Andy, uh, we got a good show this week. I went over a little bit in the beginning. Uh, I'm going to pass it over to you and let you take it from here. Let's get going. Uh, starting with Raw. Seth Rollins, the new World Heavyweight Champion, opens up the show. Uh, says it's been two years since a world title has been defended on Raw. I guess what? Roman defended it one time? Maybe against Riddle? Maybe that's where... I don't remember where they, I they think wrestled. so. But... Yeah. I just... I couldn't believe that the world title had been two years since on Raw. But looking back at Roman's yeah. uh, run, I guess it makes sense. Uh, so he put out an open challenge on Twitter, and Damian Priest apparently answered it. So the Judgment Day comes out, and Damian said he doesn't need the Judgment Day. Seth says for him to put his money where his mouth is. Um, and this is a quote from Seth. He said, truth be told, it's probably best you leave the prince back there. He doesn't fare too well when he gets into fights with me. And then he poked Finn's right shoulder. I liked this uh, this part a lot. Yeah, that was that was cool. Um, and then I'm little, pretty sure little he did call a back. Little yep. I can't believe uh, though, so Damian, it's, dude. It's so crazy. I'm sorry, I'm to interrupt, but like, oh, you're fine. It's weird that think about this, Andy. If we were watching in 2002, 2003, that would be like Triple H doing a callback to like a feud that he had with like. The Rock or someone like a long time ago. It's weird how much time. Like think about like I don't even know if I was married yet when Finn and Seth had the the match where he got the shoulder hurt. So that was that's like referencing something that at this point it doesn't seem so, that long ago. But with like COVID and stuff, it's a long time ago. You ready, me mind blown? This SummerSlam will be seven years. Dude, see, seven years. The Universal Crazy. Championship has been around seven years. Yeah. I still remember when they announced it, and I was like, how stupid of a name that is. The dumbest name ever. And then you just get used to it. I guess that's like the tale of yeah. every wrestling fan. And, Vin- yeah. and I think Vince always knew that when it came to shows. He's like, 
Yeah, they might hear it now. They'll stop complaining about it later. Dude, and just beat the norm. Right. So, Andy, if we were watching, just just to put some perspective for some maybe some older fans, if if we're watching in our prime childhood in like 2002 during a ruthless aggression era, Seth making that comment would be the same as him making a callback to 1995. So, like, Dude. that's how I know. That's how long. In the timeline. Like, that's crazy. Insane. Um, yeah. Well, there's more that he's going to do with this. Uh, so Damien accepts the challenge to leave uh, the Judgment Day in the back. And Damien says he'll be the champion at the end of the night. And Seth will go down in history as one of the shortest title reigns. And then Rollins says, uh, any way you slice it, my reign's already longer than his ever was. And then laughs and drops the mic. Talking about Finn. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. It's just so, so crazy, man. Like, just that timeline perspective is just so crazy of, like, what a blip in time some things, like, actually were. Like, WCW in general being, like, the top company, if you go from 97 to 99, like, dude, two years is nothing. That's nothing. Like that's it's cr- yeah. like it's just a, <laughs> it went out like, real quick. Like it went from everybody's buying stinking Goldberg action figures and all this stuff in two years, and all of a sudden, three years later, it goes out of business. That's crazy. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> um, it's like if AEW but... went out of business last year. It would be like, what the fuck? Yeah, because well, we're well, like well, three or four years now. Yeah, it's like, that. well, that was short-lived. Or they started in 2019, fall 2019, I think. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, but, sorry, but speaking of the Seth and Finn stuff, what I had read is that that's going to be fir- Seth's like, first feud will be Finn. So it's kind of full Source? circle. Source, pal? Um, I read it off of Ringside News, but all right, that's that's a source. Uh, yeah, but they get their it's stuff. Good from, they get their some stuff from other things. That's like a hub. Um, this is a I fan mean, podcast. Teasing, We're not what, journalists. Based what, <laughs> yeah, based on what they're teasing, though, with stuff like that, I mean, yeah, it makes sense if that's the direction they're headed. Finn is a viable, you know, um, opponent for Seth. And it's an easy story to tell. Um, okay, then we had a women's uh, Money in the Bank qualifier. Becky Lynch versus Sony Deville. Trish Stratus and Zoe Stark uh, staying at the top of the ramp during this match. And Becky Lynch is the winner. So she is going on to Money in the Bank. Um, we had Imperium <laughs> interrupting Kevin and Sammy's backstage interview. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Owens freaks out and says that they broke the unwritten rule again. The first time they broke it was the week before when they came out without being asked to come out. Or, um, I just gotta say, this is one of my favorite things that is like, even though it's such a small part of every show, the Kevin Owens like mm-hmm. freaking out kind of stuff is. Yeah. Is, Kevin Owens being angry is the yeah. funniest thing ever. And then Sammy has to be like the. The one to calm him down and be like, okay, it's, it's, fine. <laughs> yeah. it's like, no, no, it's not fine. I mean, the SmackDown one was great. That was that was probably my favorite so far. Yeah, um, but we'll that get to great. that. Uh, so he challenges. So after breaking the unwritten rule, he challenges Gunther, 
to a match who has a problem with Owens' anger. And Owens storms off and goes straight to the ring. Uh, this match was, was awesome. It was so, so, it was, I mean, I got to say this. Raw was filled with really good matches this week. Um, and this was kind of the start of it. Gunther and Kevin Owens was, was really good. But the win- and also, wasn't this Raw in, like, where WWE headquarters is? Yeah. Can I, yeah. yeah. And there was Vince was and there. Vince didn't and didn't change anything on the show, I believe. Crazy. It was this show. Uh, but Gunther won due to Imperium's distraction, so it doesn't take anything away from the one half of the tag team champions. Uh, shortly after, Matt Riddle gets into it with Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci of Imperium backstage. Then we had the uh, debut from Katana Chance and Caden Carter of NXT uh, versus Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. The winners were Ronda and Shayna, and I got a lot to say about this match. Were you able to catch it? Either one of you? I thought it was pretty good. So I only saw. I, it was a great I only date. saw. Sometimes I'll, I'll watch like the YouTube clips of some of this stuff. So I saw the I saw the the condensed. I know WWE version. posted a lot of clips on like Instagram and stuff of this match. Yeah. So I thought it was a great debut. Um, I obviously have said before I watch NXT still, but they were in it during the Black and Gold brand. They've been around. Speaking of which, for all of our video viewers, I am rocking the old school, what is this, like 2016, 2017 Undisputed Era? Undisputed. Well, we are going to talk about I'm Cold later, so. I'm getting old. Um, I'm getting old. I'm getting old and fat, though, so it's not starting to. It's it's starting (laughs) starting to not fit, literally. Um, But Katana and Kaden, Katana Chance actually. Before this is how I found out about her. She was in the first ever women's Royal Rumble. That's how long she's been down there in NXT. Oh, she did like the like uh, Ninja Warrior kind of stuff in that match. I don't know if you remember. She was like holding onto the the post after almost getting eliminated. Oh yeah. Um, but I thought they carried the match. Um, they're an actual comp- and I wrote a couple things down. So they're an actual team. Uh, instead of one that was just randomly thrown together, like you see with all the other women's teams on on uh, SmackDown. Um, they actually do double-team moves, unlike the other women's uh, tag teams on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, the crowd was dead when they came out. I don't think a lot of people knew of them, but they really started to get into them as the match went on. And uh, fans online, after looking at the clips, they felt the same way. And uh, apparently they also impressed people in the back. So I look forward to seeing more of them. And I hope, I wish, I wish like Raw and SmackDown would uh, do more with the women's teams because NXT like actually tries to build these teams as teams. It makes them. Yeah, as normal yeah, tag teams. Yeah. Like you would with a with men's, but lately everyone's just yeah. been Shotzi and Raquel or Liv and Raquel right. or like I don't know, yeah. it's just super random. But these these two have been teams for yeah. a team for a long time, so um, and it showed. Yeah, you you can tell too. It's not like the crowd was really entertaining. You know, thrown together people. Um, there was a video package though for Johnny Gargano, and he teased the way uh, during this promo. Or this video package. I don't know how I feel about this. But it seems like they're going to tease the way, but bring in Ciampa. 
because there was talk about DIY coming yeah. back. So, um, Tim, were you watching NXT during DIY? That was like right when I started watching it is when they broke up. But you were watching it before me. Uh, yes, I I was. So, from what I remember, it it was Gargano and Ciampa did not like each other. And then, no, hang on, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Yeah, they no, that was... they were like thrown together basically, and then so it became. They didn't know DIY. what to do with both of them. Yeah, right. So it became like DIY, which at first I'm not gonna lie, I was like, this sucks, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Then they like got everybody to get behind them, including people like myself, who are a little bit. Didn't more they have cheating. really good matches with FTR, or they yeah, were the I mean, oh, that was then? some of the best. Yeah, and then they started feuding with each other and had like a bunch of crazy bangers, Cl- some classics. Yeah, but when the- when they won the titles from FTR, though, that was like one of the biggest pops on one of the uh, on X- NXT takeovers. Right. Well, they were like because it was like building, building, building. And they were like an underdog team. Yeah, because they had it before. Like they had it on another takeover, and FTR beat them, and then everyone's like, "Oh, kind of lost out everything." But then worked. They actually won. I think it was in Toronto. I think that's where it was. But so, the place went crazy. So if that's the direction where they're going, I mean, I'm into it. It's just Dexter Loomis bothers me, but. Yeah, me too. But Indy Hartwell is on the main roster. Candice is everyone but Theory. Theory was in the way down at NXT. He's not going to be in no. this time. Um, all right, we had Miss TV. Cody Rhodes is the guest. Uh, Miz was jamming out to Cody's song the entire time, and he was <laughs> saying he was singing it. Um, so he brings up Cody wanting to fight Brock, and he brings out his surprise guest, which. Turns out, out to be Dom, who's accompanied by Rhea. Dom and Cody do a promo. Uh, Cody talks about how Ray's definitely made mistakes in his life, and he's looking at one of them right now, that being Dom. Dom slash, slaps Cody and gets out of the ring fast. Um, Cody's not too happy, and uh, Cody ends up knocking out the Miz. So, I've read a few things today that Cody... Might be having a match with Dom at Money in the Bank. Uh, not a fan, but yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Or a mixed tag match. I don't know who would be his. I don't partner. like that either. Um, but I don't either, like. It's just like I mean, we were, like Andy and I were talking before of like, like you go from Brock, and then you're facing Dom. And well, I used Andy. You said like he needs a win. Or but. do you do this? There was also something I read that he could also team up with Seth. So, if that's the case, this is what you do. You do Seth and Finn on a team against Damian and Finn, which leads to Seth versus Finn at SummerSlam, seven years to the exact pay-per-view rematch. Booker Andy. Yeah. Booker. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Seven years. That's actually a good idea. Seven years. I, re- I remember. Um, I re- I remember when Shawn Michaels came back after four years of a back injury. They're like, he's been gone for four years. They made that shit like seem like it was an eternity. That doesn't sound like I th- it. As a kid, that felt like it was so long ago that like Shawn like retired. Yeah. yeah. God, but seven years ago, it doesn't feel mind. that long. Well, that's like when Punk returned. That was seven years. He's been gone. But yeah. that doesn't feel as long as it's been since Finn and Seth. 
I like, know. That seven years feels longer than the seven years we're talking about. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's crazy. Everything's crazy. Um, <laughs> all right, we had another women's money in the bank qualifier. Zoe Stark versus Natalia. Winner was Zoe Stark. And then our main event was Seth Rollins uh, versus Damian Priest for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, during the match, Finn Balor tried to get involved, but uh, to no avail. The winner was Seth Rollins. Um, and we had a Finn and Seth face-to-face as the show goes off the air. So I wrote down first feud, Balor and him. I think so, but I think you saved that for think SummerSlam. So. I think yeah. that's the way to do it. Um, if you guys, do you guys have anything to add before we get into Dynamite? That was a good show. I thought so, too. Yeah, I like this one. Um, I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts on Dynamite this week because I, I don't know. I just feel like in preparation for what they got coming up, they could have done better, but I didn't think it was uh, that bad overall. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, Does it open with the Orange Cassidy? Sure does, uh, but I'm not going to talk about the match. I'm just going to talk about what happened afterwards. You just Stay need to know Darby's. that if you're going to if you're going to watch Dynamite, it's going to start with an Orange Cassidy <laughs> match. Just assume he's Tony Khan's favorite wrestler. That's so. Crazy. Oh, also, there I saw this TikTok I sent to you guys, but it was like um, during the um, press conference afterwards for um, what, what the last pair of view. Um, Don't wear nothing. Double or nothing. Someone asked Orange Cassidy, like, are you one of the best wrestlers in the world? And he just looked at him and he was like, no. Yeah. I remember, like, I remember not even close. watching that. <laughs> he, like, laughed about it. He's like, like, he's like, what, are you crazy for even thinking that? <laughs> yeah. And Tony kind of looked at him like he was like, he's like, no, you you kind of are. And I was like, no, he's Tony? Like, no. He's like, no. Tony? <laughs> Shh. Shh. No, no, I hated sh- Orange sh- Cassidy's sh- entire sh- interview during that. I hated Orange Cassidy's entire interview during that whole thing. Yeah. He was like two in character and two I don't care. He was like Moxley during yeah. the Stone Cold Broken Skull session. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was just yeah. bad. Uh, so Sting and Darby save Orange Cassidy from yeah. Mogul, uh, We're Mogul Embassy. <laughs> yeah, we bet it. Um, so I, I don't even know what the point of this was. They're like they like pairing Darby and Orange Cassidy apparently. Uh, Hangman and the Bucks challenge the Blackpool Combat Club to a match next week without Danielson and Takeshka. Um, so what do they call it when Hangman's with them? They're the Hung Bucks. I hate that name. The what? The Hung Bucks. Hangman and the. That's what they call them. That's what I heard Excalibur call them. Oh my god! I absolutely hate that. All right, let's get to the next segment, though, which I thought it was the best part of the show. MJF. So MJF comes out. He says nobody's on his level. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> and he, said, he says nobody's on his level. Uh, Adam Cole then comes out. Uh, MJF compliments Adam Cole and his accomplishments. He talks about following Adam Cole's path himself. Uh, and he was excited for Cole to come to AEW, but was disappointed when he showed up. He said, didn't you used to have the body and physique of a world champion? Now you're so <laughs> frail, you make crack whores jealous. Um, oh, my God. I can't believe they brought it up on air. <laughs> what? Just about the way he looks. 
Yeah, I know. He said a lot more. Yeah. Uh, he says, I forget what happens, but he says AEW fans don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, he says, AEW has done everything to make Cole look cool. Uh, and no, he did. And I'll go on to add to this part because I didn't write down, but he basically did an Adam Cole promo from NXT. Yeah. Ending yeah, with almost line by line. They ring the freaking bell, which was. Yeah. And you can see Adam Cole do a little smirk after MJF yeah. ended it like that. He changed a few words here and there, but it ended with the same. They ring the freaking bell. And I didn't even know it until I saw like a TikTok of it or something of them like yeah. showing the two promos. I remember him saying it. I remember him saying that too, when because he was like the end line is like, do you know what they do to make? And when he said it, Adam Cole cool, he was feeling with Karrion Cross. He's like, you yeah. got the cool entrance, the girl. Yeah, he's like they did so much to make you look cool. Um, so then he says, rumor about what Vince. Uh, he talks about the rumor that of what Vince. I hate it when they bring up Vince's like name and WWE on. Well, he didn't even say it like that. He was just like, and do you know who said that? And he was like, Vince McMahon. He says, Vince like, McMahon. Oh he's like, uh, didn't think he was top guy material. And he says, big fan, by the way. Talking about Vince. I Vince. don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> it. I'm sorry, but it, I'm still. Uh, I I I subscribe to the rule of if if you're number one. You don't talk about number two, and number two always talks about number one, and it sounds petty as fuck. I'm sorry. It just gets old after a while. Yeah, I... AEW, or WWE does not mention AEW. They they barely, maybe... They they do, like, little, like, hints. Literally, like, on one hand... Without actually coming out and saying it, but... On one hand, and this is including, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin, like, Skull Ranch... Uh, podcast. On one hand, mm-hmm. they've even acknowledged their existence, but they like, don't ever say yeah. their names, Tony Khan, and they never say AEW. They just say well, references that if you know what they're talking about, you know. It's it's mostly from Cody now too. Yeah. <sighs> or when the DX just, reunion happened, they said, "Wasn't there another member?" He's like, "Yeah, he's doing something somewhere with office equipment." Like, talking about <laughs> yeah. gun and scissoring. Like, they don't outright say it, but if you know, you know kind of thing. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I, the thing is, like, whenever I heard this from Tony Khan, it, like, makes a lot of sense, but I hate this marketing tactic. Because remember, do you hear when he was in the interview and he said, like, Turner said how they, um... They, wanna, it's like they, him they want him to do this. Yeah, they want him to do that. And I was like, I don't like that, though. Why would like, you I do get stuff why that he doesn't know, but... You failed you before seen- as a company... Why would you do the same shit again? Yeah. So, Andy, I don't know if you saw that interview, but it's an interview where they basically, yeah, like Tony Khan was explaining, like, how AEW's the Burger King to McDonald's, right? So, basically, they were like, we want you to take a shot at them. Like, which is weird. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. Yeah, like, the network wants you to mention another show on another network. I don't like <laughs> well, it. Well... Have you ever noticed Burger King? It's free the advertising, one, dude. Burger King's the one that's always Burger King and Wendy's are always the ones you making Burger King's yeah. tweet Twitter. Yeah, they always are the one. They they're the ones always talking shit about McDonald's about how small their burgers are and like they're thin and it's not real this and whatever. Meanwhile, McDonald's is like, "Yo, you want this yeah. Big Mac? Come on in!" And they're just raking in the money. <laughs> you know what we got? They don't even care, yeah. dude. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, um, so we're still only like halfway through this segment, but um, I'm going to keep it pushing. So after he talks about the rumor that Vince uh, didn't think Adam was top guy material, he said that he thought Vince had lost it, but now he thinks Vince was right. Um, Adam Cole gets on the mic. Uh, he questions MJF's obsessions with relationships, um, going through what him and Britt, um, Brian, and I guess his like family relationships. But wasn't there like someone else that he like mentions relationships about? I don't remember. No, oh, well, it doesn't fucking matter. I think it was just those two. Um. So he mentions M- MJF's fiance leaving him. Uh, he says again, though. Uh, MJF I'm, again, Adam, low the low hanging fruit. It's like yeah, that's already been used before. Like we know that is the fiance left. Him. Well, we it's, are, I think he was basically saying you're obsessed with everyone's relationships because your fiance left you. That's <sighs> why. Um, Been there. He says that. MJF is world class, a world class douchebag. He talks about uh, bringing up his body and then his body of work. And he said, yeah, that's a good one. He says, you talk about bringing up my body, but then his body of work, he's like, MJF can't touch his body of work. Um, he said, but if you want to bring up my body, let's go backstage, piss into a couple of cups, and see who's natural <laughs> and who's not. Um, and you get a big crowd reaction from the, from the fans. MJF, you can hear him go, that's not funny. Yeah. Um, he says, we're nothing alike. Uh, he says that no one backstage respects Max. No one in the crowd respects Max. Um, and then uh, Adam or MJF says, that's an awful lot of talk coming from Keith Lee's manager. <laughs> um, Adam Cole says, if you were a real champion, you'd tell me to shut my mouth and you would fight me. Uh, if you're going to remember anything from our conversation, you won't fight me because I'm better than you and they know it. And then I... as Cole goes, to, as oh, Cole goes to turn his back, MJF grabs and says, don't turn your back on me. I'll wrestle you any day, and I'll beat your ass. I really liked this exchange. I Jeez. like this. Is some This was some good. Yeah. Two guys I like. Well, I like last week, look, just because Adam's Cole was Ad, – Adam's Cole. Uh, just because Adam Cole was uh, <laughs> skinny now or whatever, like – doesn't mean I don't like him. I, I, dude, I love Adam Cole. Adam Cole is awesome. I just was hoping that he was like physically like not sick or something. You know, it was just a dra- <laughs> It just was like a. It just was a drastic change. That's all I'm saying. You know. Um. But I mean, literally last week during our podcast, we were talking about please move on from Jericho. Yeah. Um. Look, man, some don't work out, and Jericho feuds usually go a lot longer than Adams and his did. I thought they were going to keep it going and not just yeah, end it with I'm a mixed glad. tag match. So I don't know who pulled the yeah, trigger on that. Hits. I don't know if it was supposed to end short or if this was supposed to be the full lifespan of it, but I think everyone's been waiting for Adam Cole to be. I mean, he had a, he had a title match with Hangman when Hangman was a champion, but... I think that this is the one that at least I've been waiting for. Yeah. So I hope they do it justice. I hope. I mean, they were supposed to wrestle this week, but I don't see it ending there. They're really dumb if they don't want to milk this. 
Well, they, they had it set. I hate these matches, too, but they had it set for this Wednesday. Uh, it's a title, what's it, Eliminator? So if Adam Cole beats him, then it gets a shot at the title. Adam Cole's going to beat him. Yeah, but, like, then you've already seen that match. Yeah, but he's not going to win cleanly. Th- like, this Wednesday? Yeah. They're not going to have the champion lose clean. Dude, it's like Rocky no. Four, dude. It's like Rocky Four, dude. The <laughs> champion gets beat, dude, then he comes back. <sighs> I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we have the Hardys, Isaiah, Cassie, and Ethan Page. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you fucking Mark. Um, yeah, Mark. <laughs> The Hardys, Isaiah Cassie, and Ethan Page backstage. They want to turn Ethan into a better man and get rid of the ego. And then Isaiah Cassidy moans in Ethan Page's God. ear. I hate that song. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wearing that's a the sound cl- neck brace. That, that's the sound clip of the week is Jeremy being, saying, I hate that so much, and Andy and I both being like, Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, Tony Khan announces the first main event of Collision. Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Samoa Joe versus FTR and CM Punk. Bro, let's go. Let's go. I hate six-man tags, but I'm in. Let's go. Are are they even going to have, like, Punk come out at all? Or just, like, his first screen time is just going to be... Just coming out I there, feel like he has to talk. doing the doing the business. He has to talk though, right? Fuck out! I don't know. He's I mean, gonna I go in there. He opens the show. He's maybe. I think he opens the show still. Watch Orange Cassidy comes out. <laughs> it's like I open every A and W show. All I know is, first of all, I'm like ten pounds fatter than I was like a year ago, so I got to get me some new punk merch. But I'm ready, baby. I got T-shirts ready to roll. So we'll see what happens. I'm, Saturday night. I will be at Tim's house watching it this Saturday yeah. night. Jer, Jer Bear. Jer Bear, if you want to come over, the invite is there. I will hopefully be back from a wedding. Okay. Well, watching it. well if, you, if you're back in time and want to come down to the, the country, out into the... Uh, the country the, the tim radison if you want to come to the tim radison you know, yeah. we'll be out here me and tim watched the first dynamite together i remember that too i went to his place that's actually where dynamite is this wednesday in dc oh yeah oh oh yeah that's right they mentioned by that the way boys week. um little little current current events tied in with wrestling first of all i'm glad to hear it sounds like no one was uh, significantly injured and everybody's okay. But uh, apparently, if we're going to go to Mania in Philly, we are very much going to be taking the Amtrak up there. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, because that was 95. The bridge blowing up. Collapsed. Dude, that's going to take like years to fix. Yeah. Or blew up. Well, there was a tank of below. It collapsed, it, it, there was a tank of below and it exploded. And it, it looks like someone just sliced through and it, the section just. Yeah. We yeah, may have some. Uh, we may have some listeners. We may have some listeners out of the country, and or on the West Coast who might not be familiar with I ninety five. So it's basically the main corridor through the uh, the Plan East Coast. Route. That bring- yeah, it takes you. Uh, it takes you from the top 
of the Picture East everywhere. Coast space. Yeah, basically <laughs> down to Florida. And uh, the part, there's a part up by Philly that's extremely fucked up right now, for lack of a better term. So, if you're coming to Mania in Philly, plan your route. Do some research. I'll be there. I will be there. I'm telling you, though, this road... I'm telling you though this road will 100% not be fixed by then. I would put money on it. <laughs> we do got to talk about that, boys, off air at some point. Andy's gonna be at Mania with it, with or without us. With or without us, us so. Andy's going. <laughs> I'd rather no. be with you, but without getting into it on air too much. My idea, and I talked to Jeremy. We get a train up. We stay in a hotel for two nights. We go to both nights. We come home on the train. Boom. That's ideal. That's ideal. Ideal. We got to figure out the pricing, but we'll talk about that off air. What's up next? What do you got for us? Don Kalish and Takeshka segment after Takeshka's match. I'm sorry. I keep wanting to say Takeshita. Um, yeah. I mean, these guys right now, especially Don Callis, I think, is becoming like the Dom of AW at the moment. People are not allowing him to really talk. Oh, yeah. He was really at one point. He was like, "What am I supposed to do?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if that was like part of like his shit or not. Like if he was like supposed to say that, but he's like, he's like, what? Like they were just booing him so loudly. So he was like yelling <laughs> this promo. Um, and then our main event was Jay White versus Ricky Starks. Thought this was a good match. I'm becoming more and more of a fan of Jay White. I hate that he's attached with Juice Robinson. Um. But Jay White has a Jay White as a serious single star by himself, no silliness, away from the Bullet Club would be sick. And I like the Bullet Club. I have a Bullet Club tattoo. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think he's got a good look. He can he can go in the mic, he can go in the ring. Um you know, former NJPW champion. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see more. Just can't stand rock I really hard. I really saw something <laughs> in him what was it last week or two weeks ago there was something about his promo and yeah rock hard was standing there in the background but there was something about his promo where he was being like a condescending jerk heel and I was like dude this guy could be awesome if it just was shown in the right way mm mm-hmm. Who knows? Oh, if I you mean, watch him in New Japan, he was that's like how AEW should do. Well, that's what them. I don't understand. It's like why do these guys come here and they're in a lot of ways just like WWE, like when they come up from the indies, like people will be like, "Why didn't they do what worked for him?" I'm like, "Why is he not doing that?" Yeah. He should be doing that. They're like, "Don't fix what ain't broke." Right. But yeah, I've seen a lot of his interviews at yeah. like the tables, like their little conference tables afterwards and in New Japan. Like after his yeah. match, he always yeah, this is really good. Really good. Um, but I thought this match was good. The ref gets knocked down, and the guns, for some reason, come out and attack. And the winner in the end was Jay White. But I'm excited for Jay White and Punk to be in the ring together. I think that would yeah. be cool. Punk's a big fan of his. Good. Hopefully Jay White doesn't hate Punk. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt they've ever met, actually, since he's been overseas yeah, for so long. I just yeah, because Jay White wasn't even big yet. I just saw uh, speaking of New Japan and kind of like weird dream scenarios. I just saw uh, 
I can't remember the promotion, but I saw Matt Cardona and Will Ospreay had a match. So I'm like, that's something I'd like to see. I'm a fan of both of those guys. Oh, Very really? different. Was that a death match? Very different styles. No, I think it was just a regular match. Um, yeah, I can't wait for that Omega Osprey match at Forbidden Door, though. Oh, yeah, that's going to be sick. Do you guys have anything to add to Dynamite before we get into SmackDown? Um, no. No. That was another good show. Andy, while you're yeah. doing the SmackDown, Andy, while you're doing the SmackDown introductions, I'm sorry for the unprofessionalism, but I actually need to run to the restroom. So introduce the SmackDown segment. I'll be right back. SmackDown opened up with Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa. Uh, Jey Uso ends up coming out, and a lot was went down here. But, um, you know, the whole – this. I'm trying to think of how to word this. The whole thing was basically like, you know, whose side is Jay going to be on with this whole Jimmy and Roman situation? Um, So it's like, will Jay, you know, fall in line and join them or will he stick with his brother? Um, So a couple of things that were said here. Heyman says Jimmy's in on the fact that the tribal chief Roman Reigns wants to groom you the right-hand man, to be the next tribal chief. That's your future. That's your destiny. That's your fate. Um, he says, unfortunately, because of Jimmy, there's no more tag team in the WWE known as the Usos. And uh, Heyman basically says, you know, you can have this spot, and we'll even give you a shot at the United States title later tonight, you know, and Jay won't give him his answer. Right away, he says, but the shot sounds good. And so our main event is then set for Jay Uso versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Um, we have a men's money in the bank qualifier. Santos Escobar versus uh, Mustafa Ali with L.A. Knight. Yeah, joining on the commentary. Um, winner, though, was Santos Escobar of LWO. So both Zelina and him have qualified for the money in the bank. The NXT Tag Team Champions, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, come out, who were drafted to SmackDown during the recent draft. Uh, Ronda and Shayna, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, interrupt them, and they challenge the NXT champs to a title unification match. So, that being said, these belts will get unified, and I guess you go to every show, which is how the original WWE Tag Team Women's Tag Team Champ. <laughs> we're supposed to be. Bailey and Sasha like showed yeah. up to NXT one time. And then they're gonna get new belts too for these. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll look exactly the same as the other ones. <sighs> um yeah, they're they're just gonna look like the men's but white. <laughs> It'll be the big silver fucking uh spark. I hate the faces. silver design but um so both teams end up brawling, though, with the NXT champs getting the upper hand. Look, Ronda and Shane are going to fucking win, all right? It's, yeah. it's Ronda. They just got the belts. Yeah, they're putting everything on her. Yeah. Um, we had another women's money at the bank qualifier, Bailey and Mia Yim with AJ Styles on commentary. Winner was Bailey and Scarlett, Karen Cross's uh, Scarlett, appears afterwards and blows red mist. Or red powder in AJ's face from her hand. And AJ falls backwards into the barricade and 
Karrion Cross pops up and puts AJ in the cross jacket. Chokes him out. So I guess this is not over yet, like I was hoping. Nope. Yeah, I thought it was a one. Yeah. They already had a match. So I don't know the I point know. of this, but they keep trying with Karrion Cross. I guess. It's all it's that never hair. Work. It's all that hair heat. <laughs> it's hair heat. Uh, all right. This is a big part of the show. Let's talk about the Oscar Championship presentation. Adam Pierce welcomes Oscar to the ring and unveils the new WWE Women's Championship. Not SmackDown Women's Championship. The WWE Women's Championship. All right. Jeremy, what does this championship look like? Do you know what Roman's looks like? Yes. It's that, but white. Oh, classic WWE. <laughs> what they did with the new women's championship at WrestleMania to make it look like the WWE. Uh, and uh, it looks the same as every championship in the, since 2014 that are like the main titles yeah. with just different colors interchanged. Yeah. You're not. I don't like me. it at all. I hate it. I audibly, I told you before we land, I audibly laughed when I saw the clip on Instagram <laughs> before I watched the show. Yeah. I don't remember where I was, but I, I, I was like, no way, dude. Like, I, I just could not believe it. Yeah. And, and like, the crowd is just like, oh. Yeah. And, and then the commentators have to make it be like, oh, this is amazing. I'm like, guys, come on. Well... One good thing that came out of this segment is Charlotte Flair returned to a great crowd reaction. Um, yeah, do you see uh, Bianca wasn't happy about that? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> she jumped the line. Well, speaking of lines, yeah. Uh, Adam Pearce says, you need to get in line. And Charlotte Flair says, I don't wait in line. I made the line. And she respects Asuka more than anyone. And Asuka should know that, but she wants that championship. And challenges her for the title. Asuka accepts. And she goes to um, spray Charlotte with her blue mist. But Charlotte dodges the mist. And takes out Asuka. Yeah. Bianca Belair. Didn't she tweet or in an interview? I know backstage they show her not happy. Tweet afterwards. They show her not happy. But what was the tweet? If you could summarize it. They show her not happy backstage. But. Yeah. What was it Tim? I didn't no, see he said he didn't see. I didn't see it either. I just heard oh. about it. I mean, it was basically that of like her jumping the line and then Bianca not getting a rematch after all that time. Hey, if you were as good as Charlotte Flair was, you wouldn't have to wait in line. <laughs> Virtual high five. She dude. had the longest reign. Sounds like a whole lot of bitching. <laughs> <laughs> she had the longest reign out of. Like any women's champion, right? Yeah, so why Bianca, are you so mad yeah. for, bro? Over a year. Why are you so Longest mad women's about, champion dude? in modern era. So, so the, that's like, okay, that's like, be, I'm trying to think of like a good example. That's like, uh, I mean, I don't want to think about punk. Who had a really long time during the ruthless aggression? No, though? but like, I'm just thinking about like, I'm just trying to think about like that'd be like if uh Cena. If Kurt See, Roman's Angle going on like three plus years, so that'd be like if Kurt Angle had a year plus title reign, but then he got mad that the Rock came back and won it. It's like, dude, well, I mean, it's the big star. They're gonna win it back. Like it's gonna be a thing, you know. 
I don't think Oscar's losing to Charlotte. Though. I don't think so either. But it's just like she's obviously. Yeah, Bianca turn heel after this babyface run. And it then is yeah. Is Undertaker versus Bianca? Is Undertaker not going to be in the title Sorry. picture? Is Ric Flair not going to be in the title picture? Is The Rock not going to be in the title picture? These people are going to be in the title picture. Charlotte Flair is going to be in the title picture. She's a main event. I thought you were asking about that like now, and I was like, no, they're not going to be. Yeah, it was rare that like Cena during the PG era was not in the title picture. Even if he yeah. didn't win, he's going to be in, in the mix. Would have... Yeah. Whether it's a fatal four-way, triple threat, he's involved somehow. Triple, triple H. Yeah. And regardless of the fact that people are like, oh, he was married to Stephanie. But, like, Triple H did not win tons of matches. But he was always, like, in the the group. Dude, to me, his World Heavyweight Championship run was forever. If but you it look wasn't. back, it, it wasn't long at all. Goldberg was the first to beat him? Yeah. Right No, Sean. What am I saying? Sean right away. And then he had it for a minute, and then Goldberg won it, I think. And then he won it back. And then he won Goldberg. it back. Mm-hmm. And then what? Benoit? And then Benoit. And then Randy. And then Triple H again. Yep. And, and then, then he's playing Benoit. You see the, uh, and his then son? And then Bob Batista. Yep. Yeah. You see Benoit's son is trying to wrestle but is he going under the name chris benoit jr i don't know i don't know but Deb- i don't think is gonna let him no man because he's a carbon copy of his face yeah his face. And he's talked about how he wants to be called chris benoit and he wants yeah. to wear Imagine the gear him coming out under the name Chris Benoit, where the gear does the moves and the music is do 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 do. AEW would be like, that's a good idea. AEW would do that shit. Tony Khan would do that shit. I feel. He would be like, just spell it a little bit differently, like Chris differently. I do feel bad for him. It's like you don't, you don't want to like be like, oh my dad is this, but it's like, bro. You can't. You, you just can't. You can't do it. The Rock's daughter ain't going under the name anything Johnson or the Pebble or nothing related. <laughs> the Pebble. Yeah, but it's just like he also is like, I'm going to bring honor back to my dad's name. And it's like, that's very. It's never happening. It's a noble. It's very valiant noble, of you. Uh, very noble of you. Yeah. But it's never, it's never going to happen, dude. <laughs> Terrible. <sighs> anyway, Heyman uh, is backstage and he's still trying to convince Jay. And um, I forget what was said, but Jay says, "I don't know why you're so happy because if I'm in the bloodline, you out the bloodline." And Heyman gets all nervous after that. Um, we have a men's money in the bank qualifier: Butch versus Baron Corbin, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. I wrote down Tricky. Trick Williams are in the crowd. Baron Corbin has been feuding with the uh, NXT champion Carmella Hayes. So um, he was in the crowd. And um, I guess due to them being in the crowd and being a distraction, Butch ended up winning. So Butch, Pete Dunn, will be in the UK, his home turf, 
for Money in the Bank. And I'm sure there will be lots of bruiserweight chants because we haven't heard in a while, but being over there. Uh, speaking of NXT, though, before I forget, Braun Breaker sent out a challenge to Seth Rollins' uh, World Heavyweight Championship. So I believe Seth, That'd be a good before match. Money in the Bank, is going to be showing up and wrestling Braun Breaker in NXT. Apparently Nikon wants people to come down more often and work with the young guys and be on TV. Oh, go down to NXT. And do some stuff. So. Yeah. I'm sure Seth is kind of like a litmus test like for someone like Braun Breaker who they're high on. Also. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, he sent out a challenge this week on NXT. Uh, we had a women's Money in the Bank qualifier, Shotzi versus EO Sky. Winner was EO Sky. So now we have two members of Damage Control in um, the Money in the Bank. Dakota Kai is still hurt. Uh, all right, one of my favorite parts. Kevin Owens freaks out in the locker room with all the SmackDown tag teams around him. Um, I love this. I, I, mean, I forget what, exactly what he says, but he freaks Earl out. Adam Pierce comes up to me and he's like, what's wrong? He's like, everyone's too close to me. He's just like, he's like, they showed up, they showed up. He's like, everyone's too close to me. He's like, can't take it anymore. So it's, it's so I weird. saw so many TikToks and everything. Like, that's going to be like a GIF for now on. Of like when you're like uncomfortable in a space or something. <laughs> yeah. Or you were at a party and something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but because of this, there's a number one contender gauntlet match set with the teams on SmackDown. And then our main event was Jey Uso versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Uh, towards the end of the match, I mean, solid match. Um, and then towards the end, though, the ref gets knocked down. Jay had the win. The crowd chants pass three. Uh, pretty deadly, though, attack. I don't know why they're working with Theory. But Jimmy Uso comes out and saves Jay. Solo then comes out, goes to take out Jimmy, which, okay, I... <laughs> I have an issue with this, but I also get it at the same time. Jimmy would want his brother to win, right? And so would Solo. So Solo attacking mm -hmm. Jimmy doesn't make sense, but it does, though, too, because Solo attacked Jimmy last week, and they have bad blood with each other. But they're He's loyal to the bloodline, bro. He's loyal to the tribal but chief. But they're messing up. <laughs> I know, but Solo wants Jay to win. Jimmy wants Jay to win. But they're How do we know that fighting. Solo wants Jay to win? Because they've been asking all night for him to join the bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole story of SmackDown. <sighs> but because Jimmy and Solo, Jimmy and Solo have their own beef, both sides are in the f wrong for, or it's, are at fault for making Jay lose the match. So I guess I get it. So Jay stops Solo from attacking Jimmy. Jimmy goes for a super kick. Solo ducks. Jimmy hits Jay. Jimmy then takes out Solo. The winner is Austin Theory. Jay's pissed that he lost, and he shoves his brother Jimmy. And he walks past Solo and Heyman up the ramp. So Jay's mad at everyone, and that's how SmackDown goes off the air. Speaking of, I'm looking at Roll, and that's the headline, basically. Um, do you guys have anything out of SmackDown before we go into Rampage? No, I liked all three shows this week. And notice how you didn't say four. Uh, Rampage. <laughs> the Hardys come out during Ethan Page's match. Jeff says, 
He said, Ethan, I extended you two gifts, and you haven't even extended them. And then Ethan Page has to grab his wrist, and he pulls up the Jeff Hardy armbands. <laughs> he extends. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. It was so stupid. He said, Ethan, I extended two gifts to you, and you haven't even extended them. <laughs> Ethan, just, because, you know, Matt Hardy has Ethan Page's contract now. So Ethan yeah. Page pulls the armbands up, but he ends up getting rolled up, and he loses the match. Uh, did Did you guys see, uh, um, thank God it didn't air, like what happened afterwards? With this match, or this part? But yeah. No, I don't think so. They basically like made uh, Ethan dance and do Jeff Hardy's dance, and everyone he did the juke. I was like, yeah, uh, for the live crowd. Yeah, I love the Hardys, but they're treading in in a territory. <laughs> they're they're going down a path that I can't follow. I feel like Padme to Anakin. I got a path I can't follow. Tony Khan turned them against me. <laughs> he turned them uh, against me. <laughs> uh, we have a terrible, terrible trios tag match set. Jeff Jarrett and his wife Karen Jarrett and Jay Lethal <laughs> versus Mark Briscoe, referee Aubrey Edwards, and Papa Briscoe. This was not great. This is a terrible idea. This does yeah. not make for good television. When is this happening? I don't know, and I don't care. Hopefully on a rampage, and there's nothing else that goes on, so we don't have to watch it. I mean, it, it better be rampage, because it better be taped. Oh, God. Yeah, so they can do some fucking editing. <laughs> and then lastly, we had a four-way match for a title shot at the uh, AW Women's Championship. Britt Baker versus Sky Blue versus Mercedes Martinez versus Nyla. Rose, winner was Sky Blue. The fans were kind of in shock at this based off their reaction. So it looks like Sky Blue, I guess, is going after Jamie Hayter. Sky Blue is, like, weirdly popular. She's And it's, like, been, like, a a natural kind of, like, growing. Yeah. I mean, I I do like her. Like, her character is very, like, it seems genuine. because she's got a fatty on her. Oh, my God. (laughs) Holy shit. Just kidding. Or am I? <laughs> and first of all, the women's champion is Tony Storm. Oh yeah, she it is Tony Storm. <laughs> Who also has a fatty owner. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we can edit all this. All up. right. <laughs> no, no, leave no. I'm gonna leave that in now, Tim. <laughs> um, so Tim mentioned last week we are not gonna end with Rampage. We are gonna end with. Thoughts on the first two episodes of the new season of Dark Side of the Ring. Next week, we'll talk about the third, which, before we get into this week's, um, I just want to talk about what the third is, because maybe Tim can give us a backstory, since he is the old-school wrestling fan, and I don't know this part. Um, So, it is called Breaking the Cycle, the Graham Dynasty. Florida became a wrestling mecca for decades under patriarch Eddie Graham and his son Mike. But a series of shocking and unrelenting tragedies threatened to eclipse their legacy. Do you know anything about the Graham dynasty? Uh, yeah. Never heard anything. Um, yeah, uh, Eddie Graham started uh, 
like the championship wrestling from Florida, which is not not the same as the FCW that people think of now. Um, but um, but back in the territory days, they were Florida. Yeah, basically. He, uh, yeah, and um, it was he gave a lot of people their start. Uh, I believe even uh, like all the. Uh, uh, Armstrong family, like uh, Road Dog and his dad and brothers, all went through there. Bullet Bob, um, Bullet Bob Armstrong, and then Road Dog's brother, Road Dog and his brothers, um, among others. Like I was saying, Dusty, uh, who was their big star. Uh, his son, Mike Graham, uh, went on to be a wrestler as well not as successful as his father never went on to be a big star but he did work the behind the scenes uh for a few companies uh, he unfortunately also passed away of suicide just like his dad um suicide apparently Jesus. runs in their yeah apparently uh, suicide runs in their family so it's uh, there's and that's not what it will touch on then yeah, That's it's the not tragedy just, part. It's it's not just the two of them. There's more than just the two of them that that have unfortunately uh unalive themselves. So that we will cover just that episode at the end of next week's episode of the pod. But this week we're gonna end and I was gonna say positive, but Dark Side of the Ring is never positive. Uh so the first episode of this season, I don't know if you guys were able to get to both. I was able to get to both, so um, I did watch both. If uh, you they can't were both add awesome. one, that's fine. Okay. Well, we'll first start with the first episode, which was about Chris Candido and uh, Tammy Stitch. It's Tammy AKA Stitch. Tammy, Tammy Lynn S- Stitch. Stitch. Uh, who basically uh, dated Young. Both got, or he was into wrestling. Brought her along. She didn't plan on... Uh, doing it as like her main goal, but she became uh, very popular and uh, yeah, they got to WWE. He had a he had a terrible gimmick. She was a, there was lots yeah, of was infidelity. Say, yeah, Corny gave them their start in Smoky Mountain. Yes. Um. Yes. After he after they left Smoky Mountain, they went to WWE. They gave him a uh, a, a gimmick called the Body Donnas. It was like with, a fitness. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then Tom Pritchard became his tag team partner. Uh, Sonny was their he manager. He says it was a terrible gimmick. He's like, it was terrible. He's like, I hated it. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately... Sad, though. Uh, he left. He went to Impact, right, TNI? Well, when there's... It was kind of, like, starting. Well, I, I feel like, you know, I know that we're trying to, like, get through this and... But, uh, yeah. you know, he did go to ECW for a time, which is where he made a big name for himself. A lot of people love his ECW work the most. Um, he went to ECW for, after leaving WWE, though, correct? Yes, yes. And that's and people love... I would say that his most respected work is the ECW stuff um, uh, that people look back fondly on from a professional wrestling point of view. And unfortunately, um, he him and he had a bit of a did, drug stint, but then beat that, and then yeah. he broke his leg. Yeah, he broke his shin and had surgery, and then he he got on an airplane to go to Impact, and blood uh, clotting, I believe. Yeah, and you're not supposed to after you have surgery. You're not supposed to uh, 
fly on an airplane because of that, and he ended up getting a blood clot and dying from it. So he didn't even die from drugs yeah, or anything. That it, has to be, like, one of the hardest ways to go. And it was it's, sad like, because, super sad, like, though, because, like, he beat the drugs, and then he found his passion for wrestling yeah. again, and he was starting to... Um, you know, be all only, about it, and then he he, he thought his career he was, was like over. Thirty one. He was thirty one or thirty two. I'm like, bro. In my head, I'm like, dude, what? I'm like, get back on that horse, bro. What it's like right now. About? If I'm thirty, I'll be thirty. Like, like my life is like, over. My just being over now. If you're like, all oh, my life's yeah. over, I'm like, what? Yeah. And then that's like <clears throat> wrestlers starting their career now. Both, yeah. but with this episode, yes, he he passed away, and but both. You know, had uh, I mean, both Tammy and his lives did not turn out well. Yes, she's still alive, but she's probably going to be in jail forever for uh, manslaughter while drunk driving. I mean, she's been arrested two, numerous times, but her most recent one is probably going to be her last because of just everything over the time. Yeah, she uh, unfortunately does not seem very remorseful based off some audio clips no. that they put in the episode. Um, and the other episode and was then, about... Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll let you talk about it, but it was about Magnum TA, who uh, I believe uh, got his start in Jim Crockett uh, promotions. He well, That's where he became a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, he... He did go through some. He was a, uh, I believe, in the show that they said he was either a. Uh, I think he was a bouncer, or he worked at. He worked somewhere where all these wrestlers would pass through frequently, and he was a big guy. And these people would, these wrestler guys, would make jokes to him like, "Oh, you're a big guy. You should be a wrestler," kind of thing. Well, finally, this guy was like, uh, and I'll, I, I should have taken notes during the show, but and I do know the name of the guy, but. Uh, there was a wrestler that told him that, hey, I'll help you become a wrestler, but in order to get a pro wrestler license, it costs $10,000. So this uh, Magnum TA's grandfather, who said he believed in him, gave him the ten grand, and then disappeared. And then this scumbag guy disappeared. And then uh, Magnum TA found the guy and showed up at his doorstep and was like, you're basically like you're gonna teach me how to made him train him. Yeah, he's like you're you're gonna teach me how to wrestle. Like you're not gonna fuck me over. Big guy, and, Magnum Tia. Yeah, and uh, so he did very shittily. He said it was like a one day training session, and then um, he basically learned on the road and traveled the territories, and uh, finally, and then his you know, gimmick though when he finally found a gimmick. His gimmick was after Magnum P.I., which was Tom Selleck. Right. <coughs> and his name was Terry Allen. This is real name, so he became was, Magnum T.A. Yeah, it was Andre like the Giant. Look and a mustache. Yeah, Andre the Giant That's gave right. him the name. Um, and then... Uh, um, but his story... He was yeah, about was to gonna... become... Sorry. About to become All champ right. down there. They were about to put the strap on him. Right. Yeah, so he was in and Jim Crockett Merchants. He was about to become the champion. He was being groomed to become the champion. And, you know, he, with the extra income, he had bought himself a sports car and unfortunately was driving too fast one night, and it was raining, and he hydroplaned. And uh, this is at the peak of his career, 
you know, he's he's about to wrestle Rick He could have been a big star, man. He had a great yeah. look. And then he, uh, yeah, he gets in the car accident, and, uh, you know, he basically becomes a quadriplegic. But by some miracle, he can kind of walk and kind of, like, move around a little bit still today. But, like, he... And they tried to do stuff with him, but he, uh, yeah. it just didn't look great on TV. What's funny about him, though, is he only wanted to be a wrestler in his 20s, and his career ended in his 20s, and he thought that basically... What do you say? If I'm 30-something, it's still wrestling in my underwear, he's like... He's like, it's embarrassing or something like that. So, like, he was like, I want to be done. So he said that, I think at the end of the episode, he even says, like... You know, he doesn't have that, about the wrestling at least, he doesn't have that many regrets about what the what could have been type thing, you know. So, fun fact, I mean, his wife now, his second wife, uh, is, uh, I guess, the ex-wife of Tolly Blanchard. Yeah, there's a little she bit of criticism, the- there's some criticism of this episode that they didn't go into that. Oh, because that's a whole other thing. Because Magnum T.A. raised one of Tully Blanchard's kids, and, like, there's some more to that story. So there's this. some people were like, oh, this episode was bullshit because they didn't tell the full, like, some of the full story, but, you know, mm. whatever. But, yeah, when she was talking, I saw that, like, she had Blanchard in her name. I was like, I wonder, and I looked it up. Um, but both were good episodes. Both were sad, just for different reasons. Um None of these episodes are happy. But, yeah, next week we'll talk about the Graham Dynasty, and um, that does it for me, Tim, if you want to take us out. Uh, well. Or, Jeremy, do you have anything to add? You saw the Chris Bandito one. Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, I thought that one was really good, but, yeah, I didn't see the other one, but I'll have to watch this one next time. All right, then. Tim, do you have a classic uh, show of the week? Yeah, so my classic show of the week uh, is, one, go back, watch Starcade 85, but you don't got to watch the whole show. Just watch Tully versus uh, Magnum TA in the I Quit match. Ironically, those guys had a crazy, bloody match. And then uh, as far as, um, as uh, Chris Candido goes... I would say go back, just go on YouTube and look up Chris Candy diverse Landstorm, August 1998. There's about a seven-minute match on there worth watching. One of Chris Candido's good, good friends. And Chris Candido is most well-known, I feel like, for his ECW stuff. So, yeah, those are my recommendations. And we will talk to you next week with all things pro wrestling. <laughs>